welcome back to another episode of Talking Chop. I am your host, Gary Putnick, and today, once again, I'm joined by Brett Rutherford and Luke Fay, the two guy, two of the four people that we had on the last podcast who were in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, for the FSU sweep of the LSU Tigers in the Super Regionals. And now Florida State is on to the College World Series. So this episode, we're going to be previewing a little bit of that, of going into the College World Series, along with recapping the series in LSU. And for the recap of LSU, I'm going to take toss it over to the guys who were actually there and were able to take in the atmosphere. So, Brett, I don't know, what were your thoughts on the whole series as a whole? Yeah, no, Gary, when we, when we talked to you before the series started and did a little bit of a preview um, of that, you know, best of three series, I, I mentioned that, um, the city of Baton Rouge was great. Alex Box Stadium was great. And that, that held true throughout the entire weekend. Um, the people, the LSU fans, uh, just, you know, in, in, in an incredible amount of hospitality. Um, and, and the baseball was even better. Obviously, Florida State pulls off two wins. I think not a whole lot of people were expecting that. Um, in, in the fashion in which they, they pull off those victories, um, it was really incredible to kind of watch play out in front of uh, in front of a packed house um in baton rouge Mm -hmm. and i just like to set the record clear that i originally had florida state sweeping and then i went back on it because i got a little bit nervous but that's not the fact that i have this series predicted right from the start but luke what were your what were some of your ideas from this weekend or this past weekend well i thought it was a great trip number one it's it's actually not too bad of a drive i believe it's Mm -hmm. six and a half hours uh we planned it out pretty well. I, I would say that I was the executor in this. Um, kind of had to drag Brett and beg him to come. Um, I'm sure now he's very excited that he came. But we, we really didn't have any uh, hiccups throughout the whole trip. Um, Definitely and, not. And, and when we – every I would say every single second was action-packed. Um, we, were, we were never really sitting around doing nothing, which was good. And the stadium, like when we, when we got there, the stadium was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the – uh, just just from walking in, you went, wow, This it almost felt like a minor league ballpark, if that makes sense. I mean, but, it seats 11,000, yeah. Yeah, it, I, think it, I think it seats around 12, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just just the, the stadium in itself was, was amazing. LSU, their facilities, it was much nicer throughout, um, I'd have to say. Uh, I thought that LSU was not going to be very good uh, in, in comparison to Florida State <laughs> uh, aesthetically-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've got they've got a bunch of cool stuff around. You can see the SEC money all throughout. Uh, Florida State probably needs to catch up a little bit in that regard. Uh, but we got to see the Mike the Tiger. Uh, yes, I that's the, was my next question. The seventh, the seventh Mike the yes, Tiger. He's number seven. Yes, Mike seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he 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 uh, he seemed like he was having a little bit of a hot time. He was resting in the shade. And then uh, what else did we do? We it, it was just a great time overall. The fans were amazing. Uh, they're so nice. When we went out, we were greeted by them. Everyone knew baseball. It was almost like a baseball town. And I'll say this. That stadium, Mike Martin said, was the loudest baseball game he's ever coached in, in any regard. And I've got to say, that's the first ever baseball game where my ears hurt during it. It, it, was, yeah, a, it was an amazing atmosphere. And, and before we, we dive into these games a little bit, Gary, we, so when we were there covering the game, um, we, we didn't get spots in the press box, which at first we were like, uh-oh, not really sure how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we show up to our, our what they called the auxiliary press area, um, which was down either the first and third baseline, 
And we were set up in stools um, all the way down the line. Still a great view of the ball game. Um, but I, I actually like this a lot better because not only were we, we did we have fans in front of us in the lower bowl area, they sold standing room tickets, um, and there were people all behind us as well. Um, so, you know, being in the press box would have been amazing. Um, but kind of being immersed in that crowd who, for the most part, um, were very friendly. They were very loud and very competitive, um, but, but really friendly really up until uh, their backs were against the wall on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that sounds like you guys had an amazing time. It, obviously, it would have been nice for you guys to sit down with a back for your chair, but – Yeah. The schools had backs. We didn't have a table. Oh, they did. Okay. So we had – They we had, had half backs, backs, but not oh, – okay. it, was, it was about half your back, um, but, you know, uh, that – it wasn't much. It wasn't much. I mean, in the But SEC, then again, better than paying for, for a ticket. Yeah, it just means more, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's do a quick little run-through of these games. Obviously, Florida State, first game of the series, they won 6-4. to four. It seemed like they were getting down a bit. I, from watching the game on my couch at home, it started to feel like Florida State, the run was coming to an end. I was getting ready to retweet that tweet I had of when, this, when we were coming down from this high. And I was about to say, well, it happened. We are down now. We are back down to earth. And just when we thought all hope was lost, as they were getting no hit through the first four innings, Reese Albert. I believe it was five. Oh, five innings. Yeah, five innings. Yeah, five innings. They got their first run in the sixth inning. And Reese Albert and the offense just kick it into high gear. I mean, what were you guys' thoughts on just the offensive production that kicked in late in the game? Well, I know we had the, you know, the Albert home run was, mm-hmm. was probably the, the besides uh, Mendoza's walk-off single on Sunday night, and we'll get to that. Um, but, you know, Albert um, had that massive home run to tie it up at four. Um, but when Florida State got their, their first run on the board, um, I believe it came off a Matthew Nelson uh, infield single. Yes, and it did. It was the tight – it was – there was a lot of run manufacturing for Florida State on the mm-hmm. weekend. They, they scored a total of, I think, 11 runs between both games. Um, and, and, and it really did feel like a different brand of Florida State baseball. They weren't clobbering their way to wins. And I think maybe if you just look at the highlights of that game, you're going to see Albert's game-tying home run and, and home run to uh, make it a two-run lead for Florida State. Um, but I think that kind of takes away from, uh, you know, Matt Nelson who had a great performance in game one and, and also Tim Becker who, who gave Florida State the lead with a sack fly after they were able to uh, load the bases against LSU's bullpen. Yeah, it felt like a kind of a game or, as opposed to the whole past series when they were in Athens where it was just home run after home run after home run. It just felt like, like what you said, run production. It felt like everyone knew what their job was. Everyone did their job for the most part when they were called upon. And it was just handed on to the next guy. Get the bat to the next guy. Don't let this inning die out. Luke, what are your thoughts on it? Well, Gary, uh, what was lost in this is um, in Tim Becker's at-bat, in the, I believe it was the seventh when when he uh, hit that single. Eighth. Um, mm-hmm. Was it the eighth when he hit the single to uh, uh, to get on base? And then the next at bat was when uh, was when I, was it Robbie Martin that walked? Mm-hmm. Oh no, uh, it was the seventh, and then Mike. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about in game yes. one. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. and the walk happened. Tim Brecker kind of started that in game one, and then that three run shot. Um, it kind of felt. Like in that moment, that Florida State team that showed up in Athens all of a sudden was like, "This isn't a one, this is a one-time thing. This is mm-hmm. this is us. This is how we play baseball." 
and you talked to Mike Martin um, during that press conference afterwards, and it was almost as if he wanted that game really bad and couldn't believe that he stole it and just could – he really, really was locked in for that next game. And that next game was – this series felt like it went three. That's all I got to say. This mm-hmm. series felt like it went three with Definitely. the amount of excitement in it throughout. Yeah, and going on to the next game now, FSU kind of picked off right where they left off in game, from game one going into game two with offensive production early – early for the most part in the first four innings they put up four runs three in the second one in the fourth but then like how they did it started the game in game one where the offense just stalled out and there was nothing did the the same but in reverse order in the back half of game two what was going on there in that back half of the game between the fourth and the twelfth what was going on between that those back half innings there did we lose luke I think we lost Luke. He said, Gary, you're gone, and I do not know where he went. But, going, but Brett, what were your, what were your <laughs> thoughts on that? Well, the show will go on without him. Right now, I will try and work him back. Oh, he's back. Oh, I, I'm back. <laughs> I lost you guys. Yeah, okay. All right, perfect. All right, you're okay. back now. What, yes. what a miss. What a miss, Gary. No, absolutely nothing. But, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll catch you guys up. Yeah, so, no, Brett, so take, I mean, take it away. Yeah, yeah. Florida State obviously got off to to a great start in Game Two, uh, and you're thinking they might cruise and win this. Um, but obviously, things got a little dicey in the late going, and those extra innings, and as as great as that payoff was in the bottom of the twelfth, those extra innings were tough to watch. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of chasing pitches, uh, and just not a whole lot of uh, discipline at the plate. And and that's not taking away any credit from Devin Fontenot, who had a who had a great performance. Uh, for LSU, but the Florida State hitters definitely didn't make it any harder on him. Yeah, and I thought Fontenot was phenomenal. And I, I was talking with my dad after the game. He was talking about, like, did they maybe leave Fontenot in for too long? And I heard some other people talking about that, and I completely disagree with that. I think he was in there because they just couldn't touch him. And when yeah. they got down to the late innings there and when Mendoza was in that last at-bat, I was saying to my dad, He's got to throw fastball here. He no, they can't touch the fastball right now. Don't slow it down for these bats because they'll take advantage of it. And he did the exact thing where he just threw that uh, off-speed pitch in there. Mendoza pokes it to right field for the win. And I mean, I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but that was what the big one, the one big thing that stood out to me on Fontenot on that one night. The the, the manager said that he wanted um, to see. A fastball high for Mendoza mm-hmm. to kind of chase on that yep. pitch, and it, it, it the pitch wasn't executed that way, which is unfortunate. Um, but with that, uh, you you got to like the the relief work by both pitchers for Florida State. Oh yeah. What what I come from is it was very disappointing for me because you go and look at I was talking to Alex Krutchik, um, Gianna along with Brett was they've got to take out. Uh, Van Eyck now in that eighth inning. You could tell he mm-hmm. threw a couple of fastballs low, and he kind of was losing. I think he was up to 105, 110 pitches. And mm-hmm. Mike Martin is known to ride his pitchers a little bit too long, mm-hmm. and that that kind of went and bit him again. But Velez somehow uh, makes everyone forget about Mike Martin's mistake. <laughs> that's And that's what great pitchers do. They kind of mask – they can either mask some coaching mis- errors or just highlight them even more, like what happened last season with Drew Parrish giving up that home run. 
Yes. In the late innings for the walk-off win for Mississippi State. And, yeah, I mean, like what you said about Martin leaving them in, it's just – it's crazy how I can – you can look at the coaching staff and no one's coming up to Martin or maybe I don't know if I'm seeing this wrong or – but, like, no one's telling us, like, hey, should we pull him right now? Where's Where are these guys to do kind you, of, like, whisper you, in his ear? Do you know what he did is he walked up to C.J. Van Eyck and said, how are you doing? And he said uh, – and uh, C.J. Van Eyck said, I'm good. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. – and C.J. Van Eyck basically said, oh, I don't want to get pulled. And mm-hmm. that's not what a good coach does. You don't just – all right, he don't. doesn't want to get pulled. Like we're gonna, that that's not good enough for me. You can see yeah. when something's someone's gone to. What is he gonna say? Hey, coach, you know I don't think I got it to go in the eighth inning. He thinks that he can do it, but when there are signs, which there were, you got you got to chill out. Yeah, you know, I and I, but I also think that that there's probably a case of of Mike Martin and the rest of that coaching staff where they don't trust that Florida State bullpen as much mm-hmm. as they probably want to. Um, and Velaz obviously gave a great performance out of the bullpen, but they, they definitely struggled and, and you didn't have, you know, I wasn't sure of the availability of J.C. Flowers for that Sunday game, that game two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pitched two innings on, on, on Saturday. Um, and I, I know you're planning to win each game one at a time, but you're also looking ahead and think, okay, we're going to have Connor Grady on the mound tomorrow. He's not going to go this long in the game. If he, if he does, you know, we'll be lucky. Um, who are we going to have to follow him out of the bullpen? Um, and I think uh, I, I was questioning the decision because I did feel like the tide really changed in that game. And not only for that game, but for the rest of the series. I, yep. I don't think Florida State would have won a game three on Monday night. Me either. Um, just, just the way the, the momentum kind of shifted and the way that things were going in LSU – you know, obviously the fan base was, was great there. Um, and, and the type of arms that Florida State would have available for a game three. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Van Eyck, you don't take anything away from his performance. I know, you know, his, his final line wasn't great. Giving up eight hits, four runs, it's not great. Um, but that really didn't show, I think, the level to which um, C.J. Van Eyck battled on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I have to agree with that. He did pitch phenomenally. He did. And then what Luke was saying about him kind of be like, I'm good, coach. Let me keep going. That's just the competitor in all these pitchers. All the, I, I don't think there's a single guy on that team that would say, no, I'm done, coach. That's all I got. I mean, like, that's very rare that you find a guy like that. But it's also just the nature of almost every baseball player. You saw it in Matt Harvey in the 2000, was it 2015 World Series? Yeah, 15, game five. Yeah, when he told Collins that, no, I'm give me the ball back. I'm going back out there. And Collins gave him the ball back, and the Mets lose the game and ultimately lose the World Series altogether. So I think Martin, he's just kind of – he trusts maybe his guys a bit too much, and that's a blessing and a curse to some degree. But I think it – I think he's I think he's going to learn from this. And, I mean, I thought he would have learned from the last time, but maybe <laughs> they kind of get their stuff together in Omaha – and figure I'm out saying, how to run game plan heading into it. Yeah, Gary, there's not a much, there's not a whole lot of time left for learning. No, no. Uh, in Mike Martin's career, um, but, but yeah, I think uh, you know once you get out of the super regional and you get to the College World Series, eighteen double elimination tournament, it's a lot of games and not a long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to kind of be forced to 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 utilize more of their arms out of the bullpen and trust some of the guys that maybe they, they don't feel too comfortable letting go out there against some of the best lineups in the country. Mm-hmm. And transitioning now on into the College World Series, Florida State will be taking on Arkansas in the first game in uh, on Saturday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. 
they will be taking on the Razorbacks in Omaha. Let's get into let's dig into this series now. Arkansas comes into the season with a 46 and 18 record. They won the regional in their both the super regional and re, uh, regional in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They are just one of those kind of programs that is just a powerhouse, and they'll go on year to year just dominating. They they had a fairly easy super regional, beating TCU and Central Connecticut State to move on to then play Ole Miss, and Ole Miss gave them a scare. Ole Miss kind of made them work for it. Old the Razorbacks won game one, eleven to two lost game two, 13 to five, and then won game three, 14 to one. So they got the offense, but they also, their pitching can kind of like slip up every now and then, but also that is their game two pitching in Florida. They won't be seeing that most likely. They're going to be seeing their aces and their best stuff. So I don't know, Brett, what are your, some of your thoughts going into this one? Well, I'm, I'm looking at this, this Arkansas lineup. And Florida State has beaten some great teams over these last mm-hmm. few weekends. Well, starting back with the NC State win, uh, but then Georgia and LSU, and both of the, all all three of those lineups filled with some some great hitters, some great ball players. Not there's not one of those teams though that has a as deep of a lineup as the Arkansas Razorbacks. And and Gary, going back to a few episodes ago, I, I picked Arkansas to win the national championship. That is true. Um, and, and, and the reason for that, you look at their lineup, they've got, you know, over seven hitters in their lineup that, that have a slugging percentage over 500, um, you know, five guys with 10 plus home runs, three guys with 10 plus stolen bases. I mean, this is a lot to handle for any pitching staff, um, let alone Florida state. And, and it's almost certain that it's going to be Drew Parrish. Um, Mike Martin pretty much confirmed that it will be left-handed pitcher Drew Parrish on the mound on, on Saturday night. So it's uh, it's definitely, you know, a lot of credit to Florida State for what they did against Georgia, what they did against LSU. But this is a different beast they're coming up against uh, in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have been one of those perennial powerhouses. I mean, we said that about LSU going into the Super Regional, but these guys are consistently there every single year. They're either just on the cusp of making it to Omaha – or just on the cusp of making it, winning it all in Omaha, like they were last year when they did lose to the the Oregon State Beavers. Was it in, was that in two games or three games last year they lost? I believe it went three. I could be wrong on that though. Mm-hmm. And Luke, do you have any? What are your thoughts on this one? Well, uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Um, I think in Tomahawk Talk and uh, a little bit later in uh, some of the Talking Chop episodes was should C.J. Van Eyck start over, uh, over Drew Parrish? And I think that that's a, that's a big thing that was answered by Mike Martin where he said, I think we're going to throw Drew Parrish at it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, still, it still gets me because I, I think they ran a poll. We ran a poll. I think I saw um, the Tallahassee Democrat ran a poll. Who would you rather have starting? Would it be C.J. Van Eyck or would it be Drew Parrish? And everyone, the majority of them, said C.J. Van Eyck. If you're going against a better team in Arkansas, I don't know how they hit against left-handed pitching, but you would think you would want to throw the better the better pitcher out there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, you'd have to agree with that. But this goes again. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep being on the parish defense right here. And it's trust in your ace. It's trust in your quote-unquote ace. And – I mean, they, he's gotten them this far. They've made it this far in the tournament. So 
there is something's going right. And I mean, when these guys play behind him, they seem to play pretty decently. Although there are some errors here and there, they do cut, they do show up. That's the, that's the bottom line. And, a, you, and like Brett has said, a win is a win. You got to feel good though, with uh, Velez playing or, or well coming in relief in mm-hmm. that uh, game two against that's LSU right. that, that you may feel uh, you almost feel a little bit of confidence in your, in your relief pitching um, where maybe <laughs> Maybe that'll give confidence within the whole bullpen in itself, which has been up up and down to say the least. Uh, no, I, and their time at Florida State. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I like that because Florida State. I think Paris is going to have a very short leash in this game one because obviously this game one is crucial because I don't. I think it's it like every other super regional or regional. The team who wins the first game ultimately has the best chance to make it on, as this is a double elimination mm-hmm. tournament. And so, yeah, I think Paris is going to have that short leash, and I think the bullpen has to be ready to go from, I think, maybe the third inning, honestly, from this. If if the Razorback offense gets going early, I don't know, Brett, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I do think it, it, it will be a, a short leash for Parrish. I don't, I don't think they'll go to Velez um, right after Parrish just because you've got, you know, two left-handed pitchers, mm-hmm. kind of similar stuff. Um, but they, they, did, they did go to Chase Haney. Uh, in game one against LSU, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they decided to use him again um, for this game against Arkansas. Um, but then probably right after uh, Haney, it'll be Velez warming up again. Okay. And do you, and what do you, what are your overall thoughts on this bullpen coming into this, into the world series as they have been playing, as they have been really solid so far in the postseason? Yeah, I, I still I still can't say I, I would trust them. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just from having watched them and followed them this entire season. Um, I do think they're capable. Um, and I think they're capable to beat a team like Arkansas and hold their bats at bay. Um, but, but confident, going from thinking that they're capable to being confident that they'll get the job done on the biggest stage of them all, I'm I'm not quite there with this bullpen yet. They're, they're going to just have to perform, um, pro, you know, above what what they've been doing for for most of the season. Mm-hmm. And so, I think there's I think that's all we really have to talk about on this series right now. Obviously, it's going to devolve. It's going to evolve later on as we go throughout this weekend and the next week. And let's just dig into what the rest of this bracket looks like. So, if the winner of this Arkansas Florida State game. We'll be taking on the winner of Texas Tech, Michigan. Michigan surprise team, just like Florida, kind of like Florida State, but I'd say even more of a surprise as they did get slotted as one of the five, last four in teams. They got slotted into the UCLA, or did it? Were they? Yes, they were. They got into the Oregon State regional. They dethroned the dethroned the Beavers, and then had to take on the number one overall seed UCLA Bruins in LA. They took them down in three games, and now we'll be taking on Texas Tech, who did advance in three games as well, beating Oklahoma State. So winner of this game will go play Michigan or Texas Tech. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have Auburn taking on Mississippi State and then Louisville and Vanderbilt. So I don't know what are you guys' thoughts on the rest of this whole World Series. I know I had I had UCLA taking the, it all. But obviously, Michigan cut that dream short. I know, Brett, you had Arkansas. I don't know if that is going to hold up right now. Or I don't know if you're going to still stick with it. But let's get into some predictions. For Let's start with Florida State right now. Do you think Florida State wins this game on Saturday? 
against the Razorbacks. Brett? Uh, no. Um, I, I think uh, – and again, and, and, and they proved me wrong back-to-back weekends. I didn't think they were going to get out of Athens. I mm-hmm. definitely didn't think they were going to get out of Baton Rouge. Um, but going into Omaha, facing Arkansas, I really think uh, the depth of this Arkansas lineup, you're just looking up and down. Um, you start with guys like Taylor Azell, who's hitting 328 with 10 home runs. Um, Dominic Fletcher with 59 RBIs on the year. This is a this is a deep lineup that I think Florida State might be able to hold off for the first few innings if Parrish is on his game. Um, but over the course of nine innings, I think Arkansas is going to just kind of you know, outdo the Florida, those Florida State arms. And with, with the pitcher they're going to have on the mound, most likely in Isaiah Campbell, who is 12 and 1 over 17 starts this year, um, over 115 strikeouts. Uh, I think it's just going to be a little too much for Florida State to handle. Luke, you got anything? Uh, Gary, I think, uh, in my opinion, Drew Parrish has gotten lucky in his last couple of starts, um, giving up runs, but. The, the team kind of offensively uh, taking over. This is where his ride ends because he hasn't really put together a good performance all in all. He's done enough that an average pitcher would say would do. Uh, so I, I don't see Florida State winning against Arkansas just solely off of Drew Parrish's performance. I'm going to have to go against both of you guys here. The <laughs> Drew Parrish lover over here. I do the not Drew- get it. I'm the Drew Parrish stand in this group. I will continue to stand for this man. And I smart money and saying Arkansas is the easy bet here to win this game. I think Florida State's still riding high. I think they're playing loose. I think they're feeling loose. Mate, also, it helps that they were in a little sauna situation in the elevator earlier today. <laughs> that may have loosened up some of the muscles there. But I think they're feeling good. I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to start a bit slow. But I think they're going to get it going later on in the game, and I think they're ultimately going to win that first game. And I think they're going to take. I think they're going to take on Texas Tech in game two. I think they're going to take on Ooh. the the Red Raiders. So I don't know. What do you guys got for the rest of this? Who do you see? Who do you see the final? Let's do the final. Who do you see as the last two teams standing? And who do you guys the winner? Brett. Um, I'm going to take uh, Arkansas out of, out of the first bracket, uh, out mm-hmm. of Florida State's bracket. I just, again, I think they're, they're extremely deep. And if they get a couple really good starts out of, uh, out of Campbell, um, I don't think there's anyone, including Texas Tech, which is another great ball team, is going to have what it takes to get, to get past the Razorbacks. I think they'll probably sweep through um, bracket one. And looking down on bracket two, this one's going to be probably the, the more entertaining one. I think you've got three teams here that are all have a very, very good chance at, at winning it all in Omaha. Um, but the one team, I think, uh, and, you know, another deep team, and we saw uh, their, their two or three starter, Kumar Rocker. Um, oh, yeah. Hitch an absolutely great game against Duke, throw 19 strikeouts, get the no-hitter, um, and, and win that game for Vanderbilt. I think uh, I think they're going to make it out of bracket, too. They've been have, they're always heavy favorites. And, and, again, this year, another great ball team, 54-11. Um, so I'll take uh, Arkansas and Vanderbilt in a best of three for the national title. Okay. And who do you got? Did you, did you say the winner? Or do um, you no, I'm sticking with Arkansas. You're, I'm sticking with Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, who you All got? right. From my perspective, I would say I, I, I love Michigan. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great story. It's their first <laughs> ever uh, College World Series since 1984. Hall of Famer Barry Larkin was on that team. Oh, look wow. at that. 
look at this. Wow, now. it's just research, pouring research, out research. Of uh, great story. I mean, could you imagine? What is it? 30. How many years is that? 1984. 43 years? You're ask, don't ask me to do math. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't. No, I'm thinking it's 34 years. What, what, however long ago it is, it's, it's been a while. I think uh, they would not shake off that dust. Texas Tech will probably run through them pretty good. Florida State will face elimination. Uh, I got to go Arkansas on this side. I hope I'm wrong. Don't don't get me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I already got approved for credentials to go to Omaha for the semifinal and final. So I am great. Luke, your bias is showing. What would you say? Uh, yeah, well, your bias is showing. I, I, I think there's going to be a little bit of across the country, though. <laughs> there's going to be a little Arkansas, bit of Florida. Right? I don't cover Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think <laughs> my I bias think... is. Uh, but, I think there will be a little bit of Florida State bias across the country, though, with, with Mike Martin. And we saw I mean, Mike Martin's got a weekend. gift in the Perfect Game Manager of the Year Award. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, that was yeah. that was a uh, honorary Manager of the Year Award. Hey, uh, hey, he deserves it. He his does. his he does. second ever. So second ever. Uh, that's that's somewhat interesting. But uh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get it wrong. Florida State's had a great run. Uh, but I'm going to go on the other side of the bracket and stick with some ACC bias and go with Louisville. Ooh. Louisville has just looked so good throughout the season. They've whomped Florida State uh, at home. I know Florida State took one out of three there, uh, but I like Louisville coming out of that um, and Louisville uh, winning the title. Okay. I, I think those are good picks all around from you guys, but I think I think I got the right ones right in front of me. I think Florida State wins that first game, and then I think they ultimately lose the next two in a row. I think they would then lose to Tech and then lose to Arkansas again, sending them out of the tournament altogether. But I think the I think this is the surprise one here. I think I don't know if it's that much of a surprise, but I think the Texas Tech Red Raiders are going to be in the final, and I think they will be facing the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Though those two teams, they've been playing pretty solid lately. I know. I know Mississippi State kind of had one of the easier ways to get there by beating Central Michigan or by taking on Central Michigan, Miami, Southern, and then also taking down Stanford in the Super Regional. So they kind of had one of the the lighter paths, you might say. And then I like Texas Tech. They fought hard in their regional with Dallas Baptist, Florida, and Army. They ultimately took that one. Then they beat the, the Cowboys in three in Lubbock. So I think they're I think they're catching fire at the right time. I think they're off. I like their offense. Their offense is a lot of big bats, and I think it's ultimately going to carry over into Omaha. Although Omaha does generally play as a pitcher's ballpark, but I think we're going to do see Texas Tech and Mississippi State in the finals, and I think the Bulldogs are going to take this one. I think they're going to take it in three games, and I think that's it for that one. Bold like predictions, that. Gary. Bold. Bold predictions. Yeah, no one's no one's out here saying it except for me and maybe Stingray Steve if Stingray Steve is still a Mississippi State fan. Oh, well, <laughs> well, Gary, put your money where your mouth is. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe there'll be some side bets this weekend. Who knows? And within the group chat. I know I will not be making it. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Because yes, you and your all-knowing baseball knowledge will not be betting these. No, no it, it will not. G- Gary, Gary, one, one important. Uh, Gary, one thing we didn't ahead, talk Luke. about was uh, was how immaculate our finding skills were finding Reese Albert's three-run home run. 
Yes, I mm. thought, yeah, I was about to Go ahead. I was going to bring that up when we were doing the LSU thing, but let's get into that. I mean, we're kind of running short on time, but get into what you guys, what went through finding that uh, three-run home run. Well, Brett, you want to take that one away? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and give us a little rundown. Um, driving away from the ballpark uh, after a long day on, on Saturday, obviously a great game we witnessed, and, and Luke kind of turns around to the rest of us in the car and says, hey, you guys think anyone uh, grabbed that, uh, that home run ball? And I'm thinking, I'm sitting in the back seat thinking, let's just go home. I'm exhausted. It's hot out. There's so, so, no way it's still there. Um, but someone, I think, I think Gianna was driving and uh, made the decision to turn around the car uh, we had we had headed back towards the towards Alex Box Stadium, and we were by the I believe the baseball offices um, behind the right field wall and parked out there. And Luke and I kind of looked around the parking lot, couldn't find anything. Um, Alex and Gianna went and looked on the other side of the, that building. Luke and I were ready to call it quits, head home, go get some dinner. Um, and all of a sudden, Alex holding the ball high in the sky uh, is uh, kind of an R moment, uh, the V eighty nine moment of of triumph this weekend. Uh, in Baton Rouge, uh, just a just a really like great piece of of memorabilia to have a Florida State memorabilia and uh, request from the team or from or from Reese Albert to to uh, return the baseball. Um, so, so right now the plan is to forever enshrine that ball at uh, at the eighty nine, and, and uh, it's uh, it's some exciting stuff. That's nice. I noticed you guys mentioned to me that Reese liked the tweet because you guys did tweet that out from the V89 Sports Twitter, and he liked it. So, does he? I mean, does he want this ball back, or does he? Not, not only did he oh, like I mean, it, he retweeted. Oh, it he too, retweeted it too. Okay, yeah. there you go. So, I mean, maybe he does. Yeah, I think want he this... lost his rights. I think he lost his rights to this baseball after going uh, over six with five. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Well, I think that's all we got for this episode of Talking Shop. Please go like, go, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Rate us five stars. Follow us at FSU Sports on Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Maybe it's us talking about FSU winning the College World Series. Maybe it's us Whoa. talking about FSU getting an early exit. Who knows? Just enjoy this week of ba- the next week of baseball or so because it's going to be fun. We'll see you next time. Thank you.